In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, today we are talking about the fears, the loss, and the love. Our topic today is one that is pretty hot, not only in churches, but in our communities. And we are talking about our children, and specifically about adoption and foster care. Well, there is a crisis in children in foster care and in need of a loving parent. Unfortunately, in our culture, many children are seen as disposable and invisible. So the question is, are we willing to pay the price to make a difference in a child's life? Before we get too far into the show, you are listening to Girlfriend It Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. We'll have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. Well, let me ask you a question. How do you navigate through pain, loss, unmet expectations, and basically how do you get through all of this and will you emerge stronger and wiser and truly the person you want to be? Well, most of us have gone through some type of an identity crisis. I know I know we have. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? And you see so much, um, like especially with the economy, mm-hmm. um, it's hit so hard and especially in certain parts of the country and in our part of the country, it really has hit hard. And you've we've all experienced close friends, even in our own families, uh, the loss of a job, which means a loss of a certain income, a loss of a status, a loss of an identity. Well, and, and with hard. that, we, relationships, relationships change because your identity changes. Well, and so many times our relationships do change due to a loss or to, um, you know, a marriage breakup or to some somebody moving. We've seen that a lot. People move and it changes relationship dynamics. So we're constantly in this state of change, which a lot of times change um, evokes, evokes those emotions of loss. Well, us. and with that, rather than staying stuck in this spiral or rut, we need to ask ourselves, what are we learning from this? Is there more than than just this, that, you know, you just, you, you have a tendency to go, I lost my identity. I lost my job. I feel like I don't have a voice anymore. I feel like I'm just in this rut. And then you can either choose to just stay in there or you can choose, make that choice to get out. Well, and it's really hard because there's a saying that, you know, that I, that I love. And it says, um, you can't have a resurrection without a death. And so many times we want to live in resurrection, meaning, you know, new life, new, mm-hmm. new, um, new, and we can't have that new and that life and that, um, that excitement without sometimes losing something. And the pain of losing something 
or someone is is devastating. And a lot of times it is easy to stay in that place of loss and just kind of be, and you start, like you said, you start spiraling down, you can easily get stuck mm-hmm. in there and then that becomes your identity. Yes. And you start asking yourself those questions like, did, did I lose that only opportunity that I, I was, you know, time goes by and all of a sudden it's, you know, two years, three years, four years. And you you start going, was that it? Was that the only time I was going to have that opportunity to have that specific job or to have that, just that passion even. Mm -hmm. And, and so you start going with, you know, are the best years behind me? Have I lost that season? Have I lost the momentum? Yeah. Do I have more in me and can I get my passion back? Am I going to have the skills back maybe to, to take on another job? But you, you, you want to believe in your head that the best years aren't behind you, that you can move forward. And in doing that, you really have to obviously, you know, go to God and sometimes it's face down and crying out and begging and begging, (laughs) (laughs) but you, um, you just have to really choose so how do you beyond. move on? Okay, so I find myself, I'm in a rut. I, I'm kind of stuck, which is, is you get paralyzed a lot of times. And and it's like, have you ever found yourself, because we've all been in those situations where sometimes you go, I want to move forward, but I don't even know how to what that looks like or how to do that. Um, I can't even emotionally get my head in the game. I can't get my mind in the game. I am, I am so paralyzed by that. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself there, which I think we all have been mm-hmm. there, um, how do you move forward beyond that to really where that life is? Well, and I think the biggest thing, and, and we had already said it a, a couple of times, is you have to choose. Like even today, we are actually sitting here at a church in the youth um, area as our, our made studio because we're going to run right over and talk to a group of moms who are choosing to come together every week. And they're, they're there because they want to support each other. They want to chisel each other. It would be really easy, especially in the morning, and we both have been there, where you're trying to get your kids ready, you're trying to get out the door, you're trying to you know make lunches. It's really easy to go, I'm not moving. Anyway, I don't even want to put mascara on. <laughs> you know, right. so you have to choose. You have to go, you know what? There's a bigger picture here. I need the community. I need the girlfriends. I need to have someone pouring into me so I can then pour into my family. Well, or it's pour like into anything. Work. You have to choose it. And I've learned that a lot from you about, you know, so many things is about a choice because I want to just go, I'm such a feelings person. And like in the area of, of disciplining to work out because you are so disciplined in that and so great at that. And, and your alarm goes off and I think it's like 445 or something you get up. It's an ungodly hour. <laughs> that you rise up and I am rolling over in bed at that time. And I'm thinking, I am so glad I'm not getting up right now, but I know Patty is up doing that. <laughs> I think about you often at 445. Um, but I realize, and I, I don't know why I didn't realize this. I just thought, you know, it just naturally happens. You, you want to get up and you want to work out and you want to, you know, eat right and do all those things and be healthy to be healthy and to grow. It should be like a natural thing, but if you're waiting for it to naturally happen, it won't, you have to choose it and be willing to put the effort, make the sacrifices. You have to choose to go into that zone to be And if 
interesting that you use that as an example of what takes place with those sacrifices. And then it, it becomes who you are because you are seeing beyond and then you love it. And you can't go back into sleeping in. Well, I, I have to make a, a confession here. And, and I hate to say this because it's only like week two, maybe week three, but I, you know, I've been stuck in a rut with the exercising. I can't mentally get my mind into it. My body, I need to get my body into it. And I know this. I have my daughter going, Mom, just, just start getting into it with me. And it's for some reason I've had a mental block. And I think we all have mental yeah. blocks in different areas of our life. I've had this mental block with exercise because you get the endorphin release and I don't. And so it's like I don't really feel the benefits. But I have to confess, I've been going now for the past couple of weeks to a Zumba class and a hot yoga. As you know, hot yoga is not really my thing. Yes. It's very hot. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 yeah, it's one of those things. And Zumba, I love because it's dancing, it's upbeat music, and it's it's fun exercise, which I need it to be fun because I'm not a treadmill and I'm not a, and I'm not a jogger or runner. But I can honestly say, this morning I got up and I felt really good. My body probably feels the best it's felt in a mm-hmm. while, and it's like I want to go do something today to keep the momentum going. I hate to confess that to you. you so do you have are adrenaline right, rush. You, but you have to choose <laughs> it and go into it, and it does catch up with you, and then you start the momentum starts kicking in. Absolutely. So your steps are choose to see beyond, then choose to grow and be willing to act. So right now you are choosing to grow, and you're not only choosing that, but you're acting on it, which I'm very proud of you, by the way. That, that is a <laughs> big you. deal. And, and by it's the way, only week two. Don't get too excited. <laughs> hot yoga, though. That's that's extreme. I can't even imagine doing hot yoga. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that, that we did, when God collided our worlds together, we prayed. We got together, and we realized that this is what we're passionate about. And we were passionate about women. We were passionate about changing the culture of how women even saw other women, that whole competing against each other, not completing each other. And we literally, in front of my my couch, and I remember in front of your couch at your house, we just got on our knees and prayed and say, said, okay, God, we give you everything that's in our hands, every gift that we have, every talent, which wasn't much. And uh, we <laughs> said, God multiplies, thank goodness. It, yes, it's yours. So just use us. And then the other step would be seek wise counsel because many times we think, oh, the Holy Spirit is nudging us to go in this direction. And we, we get that a lot where women will come to us and say, you know, we're speakers and we really want to, you know, speak for you or we want to do this. And God has told me that I'm, I'm going to speak for this particular event that you're doing. And, and you kind of like, well, God hasn't really given us that same whisper. <laughs> Good thing he's nudging you because he's not nudging us. But so you, as you're seeking that wise counsel, it might be different than what you feel that, that God is um, whispering to you. So pray, 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 seek wise counsel, and then do your research. Which is, you love the research thing. You're like the research queen. You get on tangents going, which I love, because if I need research, I'll go, okay, why don't you research this thing for? I'll type it. And it, But it does take the time to discipline yourself to sit down and go, I'm going to learn as much as I can about this area that I, I want to go into. And, um, and then after you've done your research and you've talked to people and you've prayed, start developing a plan. What does a plan look like? What are your first steps? What can it look like? And then be willing to make the sacrifices to make it happen. Because there's always sacrifices toward a dream or to see to do something amazing or remarkable. It really does. The journey is filled with, with sacrifices and obstacles. And it's those who will persevere and get beyond those that will really reach the goal well, they're you, going and you for. Just, you just shared a story with me that happened this past weekend. Well, the- you know what? It was interesting because today we're going to be talking about adoption and foster care. And I met a woman this week that their children are grown and they decided 
decided God was putting on their heart that we've got to take care of some children um, in our community because we have too many empty beds. And so they went to the t- being licensed and they uh, are fostering a, a 17 year old gal that has a five month old baby. When they got mm-hmm. her, she was pregnant mm-hmm. and they just took in her 14 year old sister. Wow. And she was just telling how it's radically changed them. Mm-hmm. And, but they felt like they, God was calling them to, to challenge themselves to do something out of their comfort zone that really has kingdom impact. And so admire that. Love when people go, you know what? It's not convenient. It's not always fun. It's not always comfortable. And it means sacrifice. But I really believe God is calling me in that direction. So today, as we go into uh, speaking, talking about our children and foster care and adoption with our guests, we want to challenge you to think, is there something inside of you more to give? And what are you waiting for? We'll be right back after the commercial break. This is Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. And coming up next will be our first guest, Michelle Throne. Stay with us. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. The industry is filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, 
Welcome back to Girlfriend at Radio. This is Patty and Lisa. And today we are talking about the fears, the loss, the love. And specifically, we're talking about birth moms, foster moms, uh, adoptive moms, um, just so many things that are that are taking place in our culture. And some of the facts that we have been really surprised about just recently, uh, last week in the Arizona Republic, uh, there are more than 13,000 foster kids in the child care system. And according to the DES, there are about 3,500 licensed foster homes with nearly around 8,000 beds. And those numbers just don't add up. And so uh, Stephen Browning, he's the Christian Family Care Statewide Director for the Foster Care Services, said when he considers the number of churches in the area, there should be plenty of homes for these children. And yet we're not seeing that. Those statistics don't match up. We have all of these churches. And, you know, it's it's funny because as we're sitting here getting ready to go talk to a group of moms, one of the gals was saying that she was looking into foster care. And it's actually taken her about eight years to kind of get ready for them mentally to get, <laughs> yeah, ready. to get ready for that. And I said, okay, so why do you think that God has really laid it on your heart to, to move forward in this direction? And I love that you know she was talking about, cause it, it does say in the Bible so many times we get caught up in the whole legalistic, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And we don't look at what God does tell us to do. And that is take care of the orphans, take care of the widows, take care of the poor. And w- why we just kind of, let that bounce off of us. Well, you know, you're talking about the statistics from Arizona, and um, it is alarming. And, and you know, but, but what I love is the churches are stepping up. They're starting to educate. There's a coalition of about 30 churches, even in the Arizona area, that are coming together to go, We, the church can meet this need. And I love that because we, we look so many times at government, and we always say somebody should do something about that. But it is alarming what is happening um, in our states. I know Arizona is not the only state that has all these children. And it's like, these are not just somebody else as children. These are our children mm-hmm. and our communities and our society. And I collectively, as, as, a, as a society, we need to be pouring into them. And Nelson Mandela says this, there can be no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much truth to that because how we do treat our children is how ultimately our society goes. And if we just ignore them, if we see them as invisible, as they're, they, they're second-class citizens, then we're going to pay a price for that. And what I love about um, we, this coalition of churches, even in Arizona, they really are stepping up because right now, between all the license, you're hearing more and more of families going, I, I want to become a licensed foster uh, family, foster care family. And you're seeing more and more of this. And right now, like you said, there's 13,000 children. And right now there's foster homes for about 8,600 of these children. And we've got to step in yeah. and, and do something. Well, it's, it's so funny because when you really start looking at, in, including me, the reasons why you don't move forward with foster care is because you think of, oh, I don't. I don't want to mix, bring someone into my household that might taint my own children. And I think that's such a, a, a myth. That's such a huge myth that um, when, you, when you bring them into the household, I, I think your kids see it as, I love watching my parents serve. I love watching my parents join and participate with, with God. And even through the struggles, there, there might be all kinds of issues, but your kids are able to see you get messy in mm-hmm. ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just joking with Liz, the gal that was here. We were asking the, the question about foster care. And she was saying, you know, you even think, oh, I can't go to Disneyland anymore. <laughs> 
you can barely go with your own children now, you know, if you have uh, foster kids, but there's all kinds of programs that you can even let them be a part of why you do take your kids to Disneyland. And that sounds very cruel, but of, co- of course you, you're not throwing it in their face that you went to Disneyland. You're letting them know they get to do all these other fun activities and we're going to do this little family event. But it, it's silly, but those are the things that stop you from moving forward because you think of that. I can never have a family vacation again because I can't afford it. Right. Well, and you know what? It, it really goes back to um, just making sure your heart is is in a good place and and being convicted because not, we're not all called to do every the same thing and God does lay it on certain people's heart to to get in, engaged with this but I think we can all become more aware uh, of of what is taking place of the need out there so we can at least be advocates for it mm-hmm. and just be for these children and just for what we need to do and how do we support even other families and support these agencies that are doing it and um, one of our our guests Diane is is a really good friend of ours who we've known for several years and just she has such a heart for children and especially in this area and and Diane is an um, she has adopted a very special little girl several years ago and um i, I love this I, I there's a saying i didn't give you the gift of life talking from a birth mom but life or adopted mom but life gave me the gift of you well since we're going there with all all of the quotes uh, this is what with diane and it comes to mind with god does not call the equipped he equips the called and and that is so diane you know so many times we're like we i'm not prepared for this god and i'm not equipped for this but he just says, join me, participate I, with me. Exactly. Well, Diane is the director of Pro- programming and ministry relations, and she's also the afternoon host on the radio station KPXQ in Phoenix, Arizona. And Diane's background includes 25 years experience in marketing and communications, and she has quite an extensive list. She's a graphic designer. Um, she's has her own company, Zap Marketing Design. Um, <laughs> she's worked. I, I love it, Diane, because I've known you for several years, and I've just seen you. I through- know. God develop your heart. And um, I, I'm kind of excited because Patty and I get to be um, interviewing you. So you're going to be on the other side of the microphone this day. So Yes, and with you too. I mean, this is going to be wild. <laughs> it, it really is. And you know what? This is what we like because it's just girlfriends having a conversation and talking about a topic that is really, especially to your heart and our heart too. And you have stepped into that um, being an adoptive mom. Can you just kind of walk us through that journey, that journey that led you to the point to go, I want to do this. And then let's just kind mm-hmm. of unpack that a little bit. Well, um, I, I was a single person and um, I really... I figured at some point the Lord would bring, you know, the husband first and then the child. And I thought about adoption, but, um, and then I was working for Christian Family Care Agency at the time. I took a position there as their VP of marketing. And a couple months into that, uh, and I met a lot of children along the way. I mean, I certainly loved the whole mission of, you know, they, they found uh, Christian families for these children that came into foster care, and um, they also had a counseling program for pregnant um, women, and so I, I loved the mission of CFCA, so I loved being part of that and just using my marketing skills to let more people know about the need and letting you know more people um, know that there's a way that they could be connected, and so um, I certainly loved my work there, and um and then one of the gals in the office there was, um, she and her husband had fostered for many years, and they had a new baby that came in. 
And I was told, hey, I'm going to come over and, you know, see this little baby and maybe, you know, take some pictures. You have to be careful that when they're in foster care, you can't show their faces. And so, um, so I went over there and I met this little child and she was just adorable, three months old. And, um, you know, I didn't immediately think, oh, I'm going to adopt her. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> quite like that. It was more just, um, you know, just how adorable she was. And Margaret, who, um, I mean, this is just all an amazing story and I'll try to condense it as much as possible, but, um, Emmy um, has dark hair. I have dark hair. Margaret has blonde hair. Everybody in Margaret's family has blonde hair. But Emmy had been through a lot of trauma, so she had to be protected. And even though she was absolutely this adorable baby that everybody wanted to touch and talk to and everything else, she had to be somewhat protected because she had been through so much trauma. She hadn't really bonded with anyone. And, and it scared her. A lot of people scared her. She had an aversion to men with beards, with hats. I mean, why? We don't know. It's just, she just, you know, would, it would terrify her. So Margaret said, I would like you to be Emmy's friend if you are interested because you have dark hair and her birth mother has dark hair. And we want her to know that there are safe people <clears throat> with dark hair. And I said, okay. <laughs> I mean, as crazy as that sounded, but that's kind of how the friendship started. And Margaret would call and say, Emmy needs a bottle. Would you like to come over? And of course, you know, I just fell in love with this little girl immediately. And so as time went on, though, we were just trying to kind of see what was going to happen. And, um, you know, I thought, well, I could go be licensed to do the fostering part of this. So if Margaret, you know, wanted to have a break or, you know, vacation or whatever, I could legally do the respite care. And so that was really kind of how that all started. And and then, you know, as time went on, it was kind of becoming apparent that she was going to need a family. And, you know, and I, I absolutely loved this child. And I thought, you know, Okay, I love this kid. Who's going to love this kid more than I do? On the other hand, I'm a single person. This is crazy to even be thinking like this. And and yet, you you have known me for a long time. The Lord really doesn't do much of anything normal in my life. So why would he start now? And and so I started praying a lot. I started praying a lot about, you know, if I should move to be considered to be her, her family, her permanent family. And I consulted with a lot of people and, you know, including Kay Extra in there at this agency and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And I really got to the place where I thought, as nutty as this may sound to the outside world, I believe the Lord is calling us together as a family. And I just said, okay, Lord, I'm willing to do this. And um, I don't know, I was, you know, a, sort of an experienced auntie, but, you know, never 24-7 for the rest of your life. <laughs> and uh, but, but, hey, you know, who's ever ready for this, right? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, okay, I'll do this. I'm ready to do this. I love this little girl. Nobody's going to love her as much as I do. And, um, at least, you know, that's what I thought. And so um, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Lord, if you don't want it, you close the door. So I went ahead and I, you know, did all the proper paperwork, went through all the, you know, they come in your house and inspect your house, inspect you. I mean, they, you know, do everything very thorough, which is great. And, um, and then it took, it took a little while because of just her situation and the birth mother and the birth mother never fought the adoption. She, she was in a state that she was never going to really get better. And, um, and she, you know, made some choices that were dangerous for herself, let alone an infant. And so, you know, the courts decided to sever the parole rights. 
But it was she was about three and a half when we were sitting in the courtroom finalizing the adoption with all of our friends and people from the agency and all the other agencies. We had a courtroom full of people that were there to celebrate our day, and um, it was just wonderful. It was just wonderful, and right. I could not have picked a better kid. We're gonna we are gonna be right back after this commercial. Thanks. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. What time is it? It's Milf and Cookies time. Join the rowdy and fun world of Shannon and Amy, two moms I'd like to Facebook and catch a glimpse of these two best friends as they enjoy their milf status and devise ways to keep it. They, along with their special guests, will happily reveal their best kept secrets on how to feel beautiful from the inside out. Some of the fun segments include Happy Hour with Skinny Girl Margaritas, Confessions of a Bad Eater, Making Your Own Money is So Hot, Tips for Keeping Your Milk Status, and Don't Forget the Cookies. We're still moms after all, and best friends are like a good brawl. They never leave you hanging. Shannon represents the ladies in their 40s and is also a woman who came into her cool status late in life after a good long run with a glee club. Amy, on the other hand, is walking the 30 set and as a high school cheerleader has pretty much been cool her whole life. Hook up with host Shannon and Amy every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Central for Filth and Cookies here on the Rockstar Radio Network. More. People have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V I K T O R and I movie.com. And Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 Central on Toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to Girlfriend It. And we have been talking about, uh, well, actually, we've been talking with Diane Zaponi Paisley. She's the Director of Programming and Ministry Relations. She is also a radio host on station KPXQ here in Arizona. But uh, you were so excited when you were talking about this topic. Obviously, you're very, very, very passionate about mm-hmm. um, adoption. And you, you left us in the courts um, of the, fi- the final part, going through this adoption. But yeah. I, I want to interrupt you. Diane and just ask you what 
to tell our listeners, why are you so passionate about this? And especially we, you know, we have single women out there that I think mm-hmm. feel as though I can't make that step. It wouldn't be a good choice because, oh, I'm not bringing them into a mommy and daddy, you know, situation right. and, and a true family. But one of the things that we started out the show, we were talking about how do we move beyond the loss, the pain, you know, when you are struggling and you hit on mm-hmm. that, you, you, you see beyond it that you are, you choose to grow and be willing to act on it, which you did and pray, 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 which you were doing mm-hmm. and seek wise counsel, um, move forward with what, what were some of the other things that you can share with our listeners? Well, you know, I think, I think really, uh, because I'm not going to say, I highly recommend this for everyone. Every single woman out there should be adopting. I don't, I can't say that. For me, it was about personal obedience. I mean, the Lord kind of changed my circumstances. I wasn't looking for this. Um, this happened, and 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 the circumstances, and you know, and just seeking the Lord. I mean, painfully seeking Him because this was a huge, huge commitment. And I thought, well, okay, Lord, you know, are you calling me to do this? And and I just, I, I believed that he was. And that was three and a half, uh, that Emmy, Emmy was three and a half when we finally finalized the adoption. I had met her at three months old. So it was an emotional roller coaster ride going through that. But um, I didn't know what the future held, but I just knew that all of my experiences up until that point, the Lord had always been faithful. And so I thought, well, if he's calling me to do this, he's going to provide for us, and I'm going to rest in that. And I have amazing friends and family around me that will be supportive, you know, but I wasn't relying on them either. I mean, my faith and my, you know, I just really was relying on the Lord to, to take care of us. And, and he had, and, and even there were tough things that happened afterwards. And, um, but being her mom has been the most amazing blessing in my life. She's an amazing little eight-year-old now. But the other thing that happened was, um, uh, someone that I'd known for 12 years, his wife passed away from cancer two years ago. He, um, we kept running into each other at events, and the Lord brought us together in a dating capacity, which was so far away from my mind when he said, hey, I think we should, you know, hang out. I'm like, what? I mean, but, but that's where I was with the Lord, and that the Lord was my provider. And I really, I kind of gave Gary a hard time because I was kind of like, well, uh, I have the Lord here. You know, like, how do you fit in? And, you know, we had to work through that. And and what I am trying, what I want to say, I guess, to your audience is, if you are single, if, you, if this, you know, if you feel like the Lord is leading you to do this, then I would say pursue this, because you don't want to live with regrets. And you want to walk in obedience. But um, it is not for everybody. And now the Lord brought us together, and then he brought the husband. So he kind of did it backwards. But again, like I said, <laughs> he never has done anything normal in my life. So why start now? And, so and how he brought this, well, it just yeah, a little different, a little different, but but he's brought this amazing little family, and I have their picture here on my desk, and I look at, I just can't believe how my life has changed here, you know, in these last years, and I never thought that I would have this, and um, you know, and then like now we're like, okay, Lord, what are you going to do with us together, individually and together, and so, but but I want to also say the need is so great. 
for foster and adoptive homes. And this is not difficult to do. You can bring a child into your home. It's a mission field right here in your own backyard. You bring the child into your home and you make them a part of your family that they can see a functioning family. Not a perfect family because nobody's perfect, but a functioning family, a family that loves the Lord. And you can, um, you can, you can just model that for this child. Because, again, you don't know how long they're going to be with you if you're doing fostering. It may turn into an adoption situation. But I have just heard so many foster stories of alumni that have said, you know, I was brought into a Christian home and that changed my whole life. So Mm -hmm. they weren't even there forever. But, like I said, it's a mission field right in your own backyard. So please consider it. You know, and I love, um, cause just watching you over the years, it is just so fun to watch how God has truly used you and developed you and taken you to places. And don't you love how God just surprises us so many times? Cause it's, it's those, yeah. the most, sometimes the most ex- significant events or things that happen in our life come clearly out of left field that God totally surprises us and catches us off guard. It's nothing we could have anticipated hated or planned. And that's exactly what happened with you with this whole thing. And it, it just goes back to being prayed up and being willing to be um, available. And I love the mm-hmm. word it uses, obedient. Once God does mm-hmm. kind of put something in front of you, our responsibility is to be obedient. And that's that's the thing that we so avoid so many times because that with obedience, it means sacrifice, whatever. But I also love the part of your story, how God brought in, you know, you being a newlywed in this, this family and how you guys all connected and clicked and the chemistry mm-hmm. right there. God knew and he, he, his plans just so far exceed ours, which is always so amazing. Well, that's why it's so yep. funny when everybody does say, and we said it earlier, you know, create a plan and you, you definitely have to have somewhat of, of mm-hmm. a plan, but whenever we sit down and, and we're consulting ministries and we, we always tell them to create a plan. We, we actually laugh because all the plans we've created, God has always interrupted, <laughs> but at least you get you thinking, right. yes. you know what I mean? It forces get you to, you to walk through things so that you are ready when God does do something. You're like, okay, I've already been thinking and mulling yes. it over. My heart is ready for right. it. Um, to, to, but I love you're talking about just the need out there. So what are a few things that you would just tell um, our listeners that are maybe on the fence on this subject and they're thinking going, Ooh, I know there's a need. I want to do something. I want to join God, but I don't know if this is really for me. How would you address that? Well, um, I would say there, there are orientations that you can go to. Margaret Soberg uh, is the family recruiter at Christian Family Care Agency. And you can contact Margaret at um, her email is um, margaret at cfcare.org, or you can call Christian Family Care Agency and talk to her at 602-234-1935. I know I happen to have all that memorized still. <laughs> but, um, she and and she does hold she holds orientations where you can go and get your questions answered. She tells you all about it, what it's like. Um, she has you know she and her husband Warren, who now I have to tell you they have become our nana and pappy, so they are mm-hmm. still a part of Emmy's life. And so that I mean, and we have their whole family now as part of our family, so that's been amazing too. But um, she will tell you you know what it's like and answer any questions and. You know, you, you do get to a place where it's like, okay, am I supposed to do this? And you just have to jump. You just have to jump and do it and trust the Lord that he's called you to do this and he's going to equip you. And like you said, and um, he will provide for you. And I, I can just tell you from personal experience that that, that is the truth. And he has. And, um, you know, there have been times where it's kind of scary or you think, I don't know what I'm doing. But, um, but the Lord gives you what you need. 
Mm-hmm. He gives you what you need. And I mean, I went and, you know, went to the Love and Logic parenting classes. So I felt like I have some tools now to manage this child who, like I said, she is a mini me. So it was like, again, the Lord gave me this child that I would know what to do with. And, um, and we have a lot of fun together. We just have a lot of fun. And she and Gary are, I mean, it's just so beautiful to see those two, how they have bonded and how we've all come together. And, and so we're excited about the future because, we're like, okay, okay, Lord, what are you going to do next? <laughs> well, now, are you guys, do you know Emmy's birth mom? I know who she is, and, and and we talk openly about it. Emmy knows who she is. She knows her name. I sent a camera on the last visit that they had together so she could have some pictures, so the mom could have some pictures, and Emmy could have some pictures of her. So um, she knows who she is. She has not expressed an interest to meet her. Um, I mean, Emmy has told me, she says, you're my best mom. I mean, she, you know, she, <laughs> to her, I am her mom. I, you know, I mean, I am her mom, but she knows that she came into this world, you know, via um, her birth mom. And, um, but yet, I, I don't know how we could be any closer. Um, and, and again, I, I just attribute that all to the Lord. Well, you know, we so, so respect those that are, as a birth mom, are willing to, you know. Oh, Yeah. Give them up, and then those that are willing to go, I'm going to step in and be an adoptive mom, and just the love for our children, and just so respect that, and just being obedient on both sides of, of this, which is so significant. And the children win in both both scenarios, and that's really what it's all about. How do we love our children mm-hmm. and love them well, and and raise them to love the Lord and let God love right. through us and love just love your challenges, what you've said and. Love how God just works things together and really goes back to that obedience. And like you said, we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to know right. or have all the answers or know it all. But um, but just being obedient and let God kind of, you know, navigate the waters for us and, and, and equip us. Okay, so Diane, we have less than two minutes before we, we take our break. Okay. How can people find out more? Where would you send them? How can they connect with you um, if they have questions? We're going to have some of this information on our website, too, because this is such a hot topic that we want to keep the dialogue going. So just inform our listeners in the last few minutes that we have. Okay. Well, I'm certainly available if people have questions. They can email me here at the station at Diane, D-I-A-N-E, at kpxq1360.com. I'm happy to answer any questions that they might have, or I would suggest if they want to look into this further to contact Margaret Soberg over at Christian Family Care Agency. And again, her email is margaret at cfcare.org, or you can call her at 602-234-1935. But definitely, if you feel the Lord poking you to look into this, make sure you do it. Well, and you know what, it's never, you know, you're not going to waste time, even if you, if you put the energy and the time into researching it and exploring the options to see if this is something for you, because at least you become aware and we become advocates for this and being, and making the need known and making people aware. And so as we, as we conclude, we want to thank you again, Diane, just for joining us. First of all, for being a welcome. Being our girlfriend and doing the remarkable out there and, and for joining us in the show and just sharing your heart and your journey and just encouraging so many others to, to really step up and step into maybe what God is calling them to, to do and let God surprise them with kind of the unexpected and see where it goes. So you're listening to Girlfriend mm-hmm. at Radio with Patty and Lisa. We'll be right back after we take a quick commercial break. So don't go away too far. Stay with us.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Mark Lipinski is coming to Togginap. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where All Biz Talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriended. We have had a great day today talking about all kinds of what, what you do with loss and pain, how you get out of that rot, how do you get out of being stuck? How do you move forward? And uh, how do you be obedient? How do you be obedient? And um, our next guest, who definitely was obedient, her name is Michelle Thorne, and she can be labeled in many different ways. But here are a few of her favorites. She is a student in Charlotte, and she's graduating in May with a degree in sociology and a minor in child and family development. So. We are proud of you, Michelle. That is awesome. Uh, Thank to, you. To go for it, especially um, just in, in the season of life. So many times that's inspiring for, for other women that are out there, too. Um, beloved by God, uh, you are a people advocate to anyone who has forgotten, if even for a moment, they are deeply, passionately, and fully loved by God. And you are also an adoption advocate, um, speaking to groups everywhere about your experience as a birth mother. I've changed your perspective, pushing um, you even closer towards Christ. Well, and Michelle is also the author of Harrowing Journey as a Birth Mother, which um, gives an, a view of adoption from the vantage point of the birth mom. So, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show and joining us today in this dialogue about adoption and foster care and the different angles. We're just, we're just honored to have you. 
Yes, thank um, you for having we'll me. <laughs> that was a little delayed, but we'll take that, okay? <laughs> we're glad you're excited. Hey, um, we, so we just want to ask the question, because you are obviously coming from the vantage point of, a, of the birth mom. I, um, I chose adoption because it was the best choice for my child and for me. So I think adoption is not, um, I agree with your, with Diane earlier, it's definitely not for everyone, but it is something that can be um, just really beautiful in everyone's life, the birth mother, the adoptive parents, and the adoptee. And um, and God really has worked through my life um, by choosing adoption. Well, what was carrying your child, knowing you would not be the parent to that child? So I think it's like the pregnancy was, was like any other pregnancy. I was I was already forming a bond with my son. I was already loving him. I was already just so excited to just see what he would become. And but it was also twofold because there was a sense of grief, no like preparing myself for delivery and for birth and then for placing him in his parents' arms. There was definitely a sense of um, I'm going to get all I can right now and love you as much as I can right now, knowing that I'm going to hand you over to someone else to raise. So it, it was twofold. Yeah, I can't imagine seeing your baby in another man's arms. So I think um, initially, um, you know, once I walked out of that house, it was just, I was devastating. It was the worst moment of my life. Um, you know, and lots of physical manifestations of that, just feeling sick and throwing up and those kinds of things. But then also just like this kind of long, slow, steady sadness um, that you experience with the loss of a child. And um, I think because the moment that I held him for the first time, was the moment that God just revealed his father heart to me, that he just said, I love you no matter what. You are my child, and above all else, I love you. And so um, with that kind of revelation of God and with that knowledge, I moved forward, and slowly, 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 the Lord just healed me through little, like, moments and and days and, um, and, and brought me to a place where, like, now, I really have moved from grief to celebration. Not that I never grieve, but my life and my adoption process is about celebrating. It's about celebrating choosing life. It's about celebrating the, the, you know, the life that only Christ can give you. So it's turned into just this really redemptive story um, for me. All that and carrying a child and letting a child go. And just from that vantage point, because a lot of times we don't hear from the birth mom, you know, our silence. So just appreciate your courage just to speak, speak up and speak out and just to encourage even other um, moms age in adoption and, and see if there's an, another option and alternative um, for child and that's really the ultimate law sacrifice in, in some ways for your child but now we know you, you speak and you're an advocate for, and just just to get the message out um well i think like when god asked me to well when i felt like i should write a book because so many people have said oh you should write a book so when i felt like i should write a book um the lord said write your story and i responded with yes Yes, I will write my story. And so I think moving forward, I really, um, I'm hopeful that the Lord can use my story to just um, free other women. And I think the, my story is about redemption. It's about so much more than adoption. It's about that, you know, the Lord loves us. He loves us. He loves us. And so no matter what you have done or no matter where you're at, that, you know, the mark of a child of God is intimacy and he longs for that with us. And, um, and, you know, out of that int- intimacy flows obedience and flows, you know, um, 
all the other good things that we do. And so I really, I'm hopeful that moving forward, the Lord will, um, yeah, just touch people's hearts through this story, um, you know, towards adoption to show them how beautiful it can be for everybody involved, and then also towards him. The journey and the pain and, and, and just all the emotions that go with that. You must receive, too, it's seeing that God has used your pain and transformed it into something that he can use for other people. Yes, I, you know, I think that's something that we, I think as people, as Christians, we kind of fear, like, all of our mistakes, and I would just say that you know, our mistakes are just evidence that we need a Savior who is willing to save us, who loves us, who loves us. And so I think for me to just kind of expose, I made this, you know, I sinned, right, and fell short of the glory of God. And it's like, but the verse goes on, doesn't it? And, you know, we're freely justified in Christ Jesus. And so I think um, it's exciting for me to think about, like, this story of adoption, this extremely painful story can be used for people to go, well, I've, I've sinned too. Maybe God can redeem me. And that's the hope, is that people will just get a taste of that of the love of God and want more of it. I know we must have a, a connection here, but we'll, we'll get this we'll get this fixed. But we're, um, just, there's so many emotions we know that goes along with this whole subject and this whole um, this area. With your own family dynamics now, how is that, how has that affected you, um, even with your own kids now and your family as you move forward? Well, with, with my husband, my husband's parents, um, they had taken in women who were um, pregnant um, before they were facing unplanned pregnancies. And so he had kind of grown up seeing this um, kind of culture of love within his own house. And so he wasn't shocked or ashamed of me or any of that. So the Lord just prepared him, even through his parents and his upbringing, to really love me, and even in my mistakes and with my baggage. And so with my children, we talk about it openly. And um, the thing I always say is we talk about it like we talk about sex. So we're going to give them as much as they can handle um, for their age, you know, age-appropriate information. So um, my daughter is three, almost four. Her name's Cadence, and Deacon is two. And they know that they are baby number two and baby number three for mommy. And they know that I've written a book. But um, that's kind of all they can grasp right now is those very basic things. And, um, you know, I'm so excited to teach them about adoption and to teach them that, um, you know, that the Lord saves us and redeems us from our mistakes because our children are professional mistake makers, aren't they? And, um, you know, it's, I, I'm, um, I'm, yes, I, that's what I would say. <laughs> Yeah, well, we know, and we just want to thank you. I know because this is hard even sharing this. You've gone through the healing, and it's in a process. And But it, what is so encouraging is that there is always, God always redeems, and God always restores, yes. and God heals, and our yes. stories are never wasted. And what an encouragement you are to so many other young women that are facing the same decision. More about Michelle by going to um, your website, yes. which is, give us your website so that people can, can find you. Yes, it is www.deliveredbirthmother.com. Or you can email me at michelle at deliveredbirthmother.com. And I am so happy to engage in any dialogue about just my experience or even just to hear yours. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, 
the show dedicated to the most important woman you know yourself.